I have in my hands. Ooh. Oh, the, the latest issue. Not only upstairs. the latest. Yeah. The last. Oh, is it officially? It, apparently, officially, the print architect magazine is no more. I'll tell you, it would have been my last anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't have uh, to worry about well, it. Well, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't going to keep me there anyway. <laughs> you know, somebody that had, silly little pamphlet wasn't going to keep me there. Yeah, <laughs> it actually somebody what? It's eighty pages, which means that oh, it's actually it's more. more pages than the last time that yeah. we had visited the yeah. the. Uh, architect magazine can yeah yeah i guess 80 pages does qualify it as a magazine right sure the the pamphlet of 43 pages that we talked about in the past (laughs) does not yeah especially when most of them were ads so right well they're still mostly it's still more than 50 percent. i would like to say did you account this time i would like to say (laughs) goodbye and good riddance because honestly, <laughs> ever since um, the AIA took over Architect Magazine, it has been descending into the depths of pointless hell. Irrelevance, yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually <laughs> you know better better way of saying it. Politically yeah. correct. Sure, we'll yeah, go with right. that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a shame because it used to be a a decent magazine that actually you know meant something to us and yeah Yeah. you know it went the way of the progressive architects you know progressive Mm -hmm. architecture Mm -hmm. magazine uh architecture magazine um architectural record um i mean hell to be quite honest with you the only periodical that has stayed consistent throughout its entire life of actually being a periodical, like, you know, with, with some substance, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is architectural digest, you know, yeah. and, and people back <laughs> on an architecture magazine, <laughs> people back on it as a non-architecture magazine, but you know, at least they've stayed consistent to the mission that they've had, whatever that be. Pour one out, pour one out for architect yeah. magazine. Yeah. As you said, good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> I should say, or as you said, yeah. good riddance. Um, yeah. Funny. You know, Dwell's still good. You know. Is it? I haven't seen Dwell in print in a very long time. So, Or at least, well, that's true, too. I'll it's take like, your word you for know, it. Um, I had a subscription back when yeah. one of the many things that Girl Scouts were peddling was... Uh, magazine subscriptions. <laughs> Pushers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Totally. You know, cookies, magazines, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cookies. So rest in peace, Architect Magazine. Rest in pieces. Well, apparently they're wow. going all digital and that you can go to AIA.org for all of the information that you would receive in AIA or sorry, architect magazine. 
Cause, interesting because yes yeah. <laughs> most people go to aia.org for anything other than to check how many ceus they have well I, I i don't blame them i i'm sure that that is a big driver to get people to go to the website for various reasons right uh sure i i i could see what their strategy is there i mean you got to get people going there for more reasons than just checking their ces so if people used architect magazine for anything more than basically a really large coaster on their coffee table sure i got a big beverage exactly <laughs> you know oh look here's a here's something that i could put my uh my uh, dinner plate on it's it's interesting that it took this long so so what you're saying here is that progressive architecture was ahead of its time <laughs> you mean going away or yes yeah Sadly, <laughs> it was such a good magazine, though. I loved it. it. Was. Don't you have like stacks of them? I, I used to. Thankfully, I moved boxes of them. Thankfully, you didn't. I moved. You didn't bring them with you. And do you know that the, my magazine collection took three, two full cans, garbage cans, three trips of garbage pickup of two cans. Jeez. Aren't you supposed to recycle those? Come on. Well, they they Jeez. were that was the recycle. Okay, that was the re- it was the recycle. Bin. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the real state of recycling is in the United States, True. but you would still feel bad if it weren't get, if it weren't in air quotes getting recycled because I'm pretty sure that's exactly what's happening is recycling is happening in air quotes. <laughs> yeah. True. And. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there were, I, I had a friend who used to clip like images in mag, you know, out of the magazines and would basically yeah. make almost like a flip book of ideas yep. and things like that. We did that and, too. Yeah. In the office, we had several three ring binders with the, the plastic sleeves full of images from architectural magazines and other, yeah, probably automotive magazines and yeah. woodworking magazines and all kinds of things. Yeah. All of the, uh, yeah, and, and I don't, I don't think we do that anymore. And here's the interesting thing about that is like, how do we, and I say we as the proverbial we and not as like you and I, because, you know, there is a little bit of history of, you know, kind of like the, the paper periodicals and, and things like that. But mm-hmm. where do people go to search, like first have that knowledge of, yeah, because like I, I would flip through, and I keep looking over here, but I I would flip through these magazines, and I would make mm-hmm. mental notes it's like, oh, I remember that you know project from BCJ, and yeah, I would make mental notes of it, and I'm like, oh, I remember that that project, and then I I have you know this I guess uncanny ability to basically store stuff like that in my memory the useless stuff of like, you know, projects and like, you know, I remember this project from (laughs) such and such. And then I would like go and click online and like pull it up and say, you know, this is, isn't this sort of what we were, we're talking about, you know, and and I remember a friend of mine, she would look at me and she was like, where do you have room for all of this stuff in your head? I was like, that's all I've got in my head. Like, do you, like, why are you giving me credit? Why are you giving me credit that I actually have anything else in my head? Mostly useless. Yes, exactly. 
<laughs> Do you know, you want to know what kind of engine a 1969 Corvette has? Let's talk. <laughs> Do you want to know, like, you know, what my um, elementary school teacher's names were? I have no clue. None. Zero. Yeah. I, I'm... <laughs> Very similar in that regard. And, and it really plagued me during my architectural exams because it's like, I need to remember this stuff because yeah, I yeah. want to pass these tests. Yeah. But but I can tell you every car that I've ever owned, <laughs> exactly. and, and there's a lot of them, exactly. right? Like like make, model, year, color, oh, every, every bit of data. But can I tell you, you know, which uh, contract document that this particular thing is found in from AIA? Nope. Yeah, exactly. Nope. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, that, it was. That's interesting too, because so like I stored all of that information for the ARES in my head for the time period that I needed it, and then <laughs> it's said, gone. Say, then pl- yeah. yeah, purge the super purge command did right the, from AutoCAD. Did whatever. the ARES <laughs> actually tell me that I you know how to detail, say a curtain wall assembly that transitions to a soffit to, you know, a parapet condition or something. No. So why do nope. I need why do I need the information on the ARE? I need the information that actually gets buildings built. I, I think we've talked about this before, but it's about playing that game when you need to play that game, exactly. right? Which is pass those tests. Yeah. And so it's like, when do you need to know that? Just to pass those tests. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. That, that's when you need to know it. And then you don't need to know it anymore because yeah. the answer is more often than not, just look it up <sighs> nowadays, right? Yeah. So. I, re- I remember, you know, and just, like some of the questions they would give you, it's like, you know, multiple choice. It's like, is it A, is it B, is it A and B? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, what if it's all of them? Because I've been in the game so long that I've I've literally experienced I've been in all all those situations. situations. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's It's the answer that is the typical answer, which is, it depends, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, <laughs> what's the time of day? What was the mood? You know, t- yeah. what? Where's the project yeah. located? Exactly. What phase were we in? What was the tone? <laughs> what of, was the delivery yeah. model? Well, what was the tone of the conversation of the of the week prior? Did, Who you know, sent the email? Are, fe- are feelings still hurt? <laughs> you know, right? You know, all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Who stands to gain from this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I guess now we're turning our knowledge of inspiration over to AI. I mean, is that is that where we go? I mean, you know, how are, you know, like we would go through this Rolodex of, of existing projects and stuff, but we would know about them. We would either know about them from periodicals in the library or periodicals that we got sent through our membership to the AIA, you know, and all of these other things. And I can honestly say in the last year, I've, I've flipped through one to prove to you how many ads were in a magazine. But I don't know if I actually read it. I looked at some of the pictures, sure. But I don't think I read the articles because, I mean, it was like when an article is clearly poorly written, poorly structured, and it's relying Mm -hmm. mostly on images, that Mm -hmm. that was the... 
that was what we were trying to get out of these things, right? That's that's what these were all right. about. Is like, you know, show me the pretty image, you know, show me the floor plan. You know, me, it's like, okay, I like that. How did they build that? Because I would like to, you know, understand that. And so I go, yeah, I right. go to searching, you know, I, I, I've got my other ways of searching for things like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, so now just curious, how are we going to find inspiration well, when, since the paper It's social media. Is, That's where it is now. It's, it's social. It's, I don't, I wouldn't say it's AI. I think there are people making up things in AI that, uh, they wouldn't have expected to maybe use as a starting point or they're looking for weird things, you know, and by weird, I don't mean, I don't mean like truly weird. I just mean unexpected. Mm -hmm. Like like, by typing something into a prompt and seeing what it returns and kind of being on a treasure hunt of sorts, it's interesting in that regard. But I think the inspiration is still... People still have tons of Pinterest boards. People are still saving images, grabbing images, scrolling through images, and the attention span is three seconds per image. Yeah. But there, I, I've got a bunch of bookmarks on Instagram of things oh, that yeah, I yeah. like yeah. from architecturally that fit into the architectural category that I might go back and look through every once in a while. Usually not, oh, but they're yeah, there. I should probably, I should probably do architecture. Cars. I got tons of <laughs> bookmarked <laughs> posts on cars. <laughs> Didn't even cross your mind, huh? To make an architecture. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, most of them are is just like, what have I shared with Evan? <laughs> I could flip through. Yeah, stuff no, that, that that's just memes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say AI. I've been wanting to talk about. I, I almost want to. I want to do like a show and tell, and I, I've been thinking about it, kind of in categories like there's the image category there's the writing category and there's the audio category which mm-hmm. i thought would be fun too uh, mm-hmm. especially for the podcast and i don't know if this all gets squeezed into one episode i don't i kind of don't think it does but because okay. it, it's a little too much or, or we could just kind of lightly go over all three of those and maybe do a deeper dive later if people are interested in in that being a being a podcast i think that the audio and the written because we can read it might go over better than than uh visual image making stuff but i think as architects we're way more interested in the visual stuff <laughs> so <laughs> we do have a youtube show here people could watch it on there if you're listening and we end up showing something we went maybe we'll we'll prompt people to go over and watch it that part of the episode on youtube but i don't know what do you think i, I thought it might yeah, be kind of fun great. to get in get into the stuff that i've been playing with have you been playing with with ai stuff at all uh, am I? I'm okay. I'm just gonna go. You're, out not, you're not allowed to say. You, I'm, I'm gonna go out. You feel, out you feel like you're that HR is not listening. So yeah, if by some some chance I admit to the fact that I used um, some AI to help me craft some end of year uh, review. Of my own, <laughs> because he, uh, write something nice about Cormac Vela. <laughs> well, you know, I I filled it with prompts. Um, uh-huh. Most of the time, what I do, and so here here's what's interesting is maybe I don't use AI to its fullest to explore things beyond. You know, I I tend to write some things out and I ask AI to write it a little bit better. Better. Um, oh man, that that's actually really 
a great hack, I think. I mean, yeah. and and it's pretty incredible, right? How often it does write it better. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like because can you just make this better. Yeah, because I like I I wrote what sounded like a decent review, but you know it was it just it, it seemed a little stale, and so I honestly I copied and pasted it, and I wrote it. I, I wrote a few prompts and pasted it in there and ha- had it rewrite it. And the gist of everything that I was saying or wanted to say was there, mm-hmm. but so much better in the way that it was oh, really? presented than, than what I did. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, well, and, uh, and, uh, and you're not a writer. You're not a writer. Right. And, and I, you are, you, you do drawings, you, you do a right. lot of writing, you do right. a lot of communication, I'm sure yeah. over email and you have to write a lot of notes on drawings and things right, like that. Right, right. But but so so if if you had the the choice to to communicate visually or in writing, which would be the first one that you would pick? Well, okay, that's 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 actually kind of hard to say because yeah, um, you would um, automatically assume you know visually. However, I, you know, and if you think, let me let me just say why why I would assume that too. I would assume that just because you're way more practiced, and and yeah, that would be yeah. the one that you would pick because you do it more often, and it's like picking up so a pencil that, or a yeah, pen yes. and drawing something and giving it to somebody is yeah. no big deal. Whereas, oh, now I have to completely like yeah. reframe my approach to get yeah. in writing mode and and write. So whether it's like the stylus here on drawing mm-hmm. on screen so that we mm-hmm. can sit and talk through things or a piece of paper, you know, I was just having coffee with somebody and I was explaining something to them and I was just like, hold on, you know, and I pull out my little notepad and I pen in my pen and started to sketch yeah. out what I was talking about because yes, you're right. I, I am more visual and I tend to discuss things with paper and pencil far more effectively. And so I can, you know, walk through that. I do enjoy writing though. Um, and, and if you recall, remember back in the day when we used to do the, um, those like archie talks, um, and so yeah. they're called the blog posts. Yeah. yeah the blog yeah. posts and stuff. I, I mean, I rather enjoyed doing those because it did push me out of my comfort zone. Um, mm-hmm. but, when it comes to say writing a review about your goals for the next year kind of thing or right. whatever, I, I don't write about myself. I, I'm yeah. one of these people who those have always been difficult. Like, I think that is, yeah. that is very difficult work to do and because so, it like, is a, it is a total shift in, in exactly shifting gears as it were of, of what yeah. you do versus thinking in that way. And it's like, Oh, all of a sudden you're, you're crawling through mud because it's, you're exactly. used to it. Exactly. So so yeah. I I had some help. Um, you know, whether it was AI or my wife, you know, it would have been one of the two. A little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? Exactly. I mean, you know <laughs> She doesn't listen ask, either. Ask an ask an elementary school <laughs> teacher to help you out or, you know, ask AI. I mean the teacher's yeah. busy. No, so she she, I, I she would be like, "Don't don't bother. Why are you bothering me? The AI yeah. is happy to help." Exactly. It was just like, <laughs> use the tools you have. Right. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I I've been playing around with a bunch of different things, and I think it would be fun to to show off a couple a sure. couple of just things that for me were kind of eye opening. 
So what what tool are you using to do the writing? Oh, just ChatGPT through my Chrome browser. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So do you have an account there, or are you just using the free one? I use the free one. Yeah. Okay. I figured you're cheapskate. Of course. Um, I mean, here we go. You keep sending me links. It's like this is what you need to buy. I'm like, ooh, but look, I found this on on. <laughs> I found this on sale, so I bought this instead. You're like, that's not the same thing. And while Evan's bringing this up, there was a different way for me to tether my camera to my computer, and Evan sent me the what is it? The camera capture card. Yeah. Right. Um, and he sent me one. It was a hundred dollars, and of course, I went online and found a um, much cheaper one, and bought that instead. Because you know, yeah, I, I I'm cheap that's, and that's, don't like to spend money. What, yep, you're cheap. All right, here we go. Yeah. I uh, one of my Chat GPT windows here, and Ooh. this one says, "Design a logo for the Arca Speak podcast." <laughs> Interesting, <laughs> and. Uh, just to see what would happen, you know, different, uh, image generators out there. So this is using Dolly three that you can see up here in the corner. It's, and, and so for those of you listening, uh, this is a visual part of the show and I'm sharing my screen and you can catch that on the YouTube version of this episode. And there's a link to it in the show notes. So you don't even have to go search for it, but, uh, you can see here at the corner, it's using chat GPT four and you can you see spell like, our podcast. I, the reason I said diff, can't even can't even spell it, even though I spelled it out for it. It it still exactly. didn't spell Arcaspeak correctly, which is hilarious. And and you know, this is I would not use this to design a logo, but I might use it to generate logo ideas, right? And so uh, my my prompt. This is how I think most people approach uh, using tools like this. Is like ask it a question or just tell it to do something. And it's the simplest yeah. sentence. My, my, my 17 year old does this. He goes, I mm. didn't get good results. And I told it to make this thing. And I'm like, it totally matters what you type into that box. A hundred percent. It does. matters. And, and you have to, just like we all had to learn to talk to the little tube device in the corner that is listening for its name right now. That starts with mm. the letter a or Siri or any any of these tools like you had to learn to talk to it. Oh, see my my iPad just went turned on right there, and it's waiting for me to tell it to do something. And so it's like that you had to learn to talk its language, and you have to do that with these two. Even though it is much more of a natural language processor, it's still looking for descriptive detail uh, prompting. Right? It's mm-hmm. not. It it can respond to a very dumb query but at the same time you're going to get better results with a better prompt and the whole concept of prompt engineering and how how dumb that actually sounds right it it's still kind of true and and will it get better over time absolutely i think we're still in the earliest days of this kind of stuff but oh absolutely um, yeah yeah but it, it's it's interesting here. So I, I just said, design a logo for the ArcSpeak podcast. And I don't want to spend a ton of time on this because I want to show you some way more interesting stuff. But um, it says, here's the logo design for the ArcSpeak podcast. It incorporates elements that symbolize architecture, such as stylized drawings of a building, blueprint, and architectural tools combined with modern topography. The color scheme is a professional mix of blue, black, and white, which I, that is it's very professional. What's interesting is I didn't 
tell it anything about the Archispeak podcast. It doesn't know that it's architecture. It doesn't know uh, blueprints. I, I didn't say any of that. I didn't say architectural tools. And it totally did. It it's obviously has knowledge. We've been around for a while. I'm sure it's crawled our data on the web right, to, to do its training. So it probably had something in there. But um, I just thought that was kind of interesting because, again, just giving it the dumbest prompt, it came back with something yeah. that was, if you told me to design an Archispeak podcast as a <laughs> logo, as an architect, I would ask you a bunch of questions. Right? Oh, yeah. I would yeah. say, I, I would go through kind of a discovery process with you. What are your goals? What does it need to, what color scheme? What kind of fonts? Like As a designer, there's all kinds of, things I would want to glean from you to enter into a iterative, iterative design process. Yeah. And you can look at this the same way. You can continue to add more information. You can continue to tweak. You can go back and tweak the previous prompt, or you can add more information uh, to another prompt. Uh, you can do all kinds of tricks like that to make it an iterative process. But uh, you, you noticed it didn't even spell, spell yeah. the so what's interesting is so you you had the the one line prompt and mm -hmm. you know it came back and it that's what it gave you. And so then right. I I'm now looking at your your next prompt which is so much more detail. You even gave brand designer name prompts mm -hmm. and all of these mm -hmm. other things. And so you know, it's interesting that, again, as as you always say, garbage in, garbage out kind of thing. If you're giving more and more information, boom, there you go. Um, which and is interesting about this this next prompt is it is it is a lot more minimal. And so I, I, yeah. I did a lot more prompting and I mm -hmm. got a more refined, let's call it less eclectic design. And this is one of the tricks that I think applies to no matter if you're doing text or image based, right. you want to give the AI an identity. You want to tell it who it is, how it should respond to you is partly wrapped up in who it is assuming to be. Right. So in this next prompt, I said, you are expert brand designer, Paul Rand, a new company called Archispeak has just hired you to design their logo. Archispeak is a podcast about all things architecture, design tools, and work-life balance to generational differences, mentoring, job hunting, and more. I literally copied that out of our about page on our website. Mm -hmm. The podcast has been going since 2012, so include the established date to show longevity. And so it did that. And, and what's funny is it even wrote some additional text, like gobbledygook text across the top. It's like placeholder text, like that could be anything. And it, <laughs> those aren't words, right? It's like ax set and designator or something. And but but it did get our name right this time. Speak yeah. and it even included the word podcast. It's got the word podcast in following a curve. How long would it take you to draw this logo in a in Adobe Illustrator? Quite a while. Yeah, right. It would probably take you a know. couple hours. At least right? it take a couple hours, but you know, then there's the, you know, how many times would I have sketched it on a piece of paper, you know, to just say, you know, what you know my thoughts are and all this other stuff. I mean, other than the gobbledygook kind of uh, words up top, um, I, I'm kind of digging that one. 
you know, it's yeah. it's clean, it's simple. It's got symmetry, though. I don't know about yeah. the symmetry, but the other had symmetry, too. So it says, here's the logo design for the Arca Speak podcast, inspired by the style of Paul Rand. It features minimalist and iconic design reflecting Rand's philosophy of simplicity and effectiveness in communication. That's why I gave it that prompt. Yeah. It's like, okay, he did... He did. He's done. He's done really famous logos. We don't even need to yes. go into like look it up. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's done really, fam really famous logos, and almost every he, logo that you can think of, yeah, it was probably him. Or if that are like really him. burned into yes. your memory as memorable, iconic. Exactly. He's he's done some of those. Yeah. And so so then then I started playing off that thing that's going around right now, which is like make it more. Right. There's this whole thing going on with. Uh, Dolly and, and I don't know that it's going on with mid journey, but with Dolly generated images, mm -hmm. there's people out there who start off with a prompt and then they just say, make it more and make <laughs> it more of this and make it more of this. And it just keeps going and going and going. And so I, I wanted to do that. So I said, make it more architectural. Use compositional inspiration from Mondrian, Bauhaus, Richard Neutra, Charles and Ray Eames. And, and then it just like, couldn't do it. And, and I think this is where it starts to get into like, uh, some of the ethics and governance behind AI. And basically, I think it thought that I was asking it to, to do something in the style of right, copyright. a, that, that starts to fall under intellectual property and copyright and, and things like mm -hmm. that. Right. So interesting. So yeah, yeah I, I think that there is something going on there. Right. And so it said, I can't do it. It says I'm unable to generate images based on your request because it doesn't align with our content policy. Um, okay. So these are roadblocks that, that we will run into. And usually that it just means you got to think of a different way to say it. If you wanted to get around that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I would forget it, make it more architectural. And so <laughs> this one's, so here's kind of a, an image of a, of a city skyline with graphic design elements. It got our name spelled correctly. For some reason, the C in Arca speak is gray when all the other letters are white. Um, it's definitely using a, a modern. That's for me. Uh, sans serif typeface. And then the word podcast has two D's in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Podcast. And it does still have the established in 2012 and um, more architectural. So I just started like. Well, go back up it. to that one. That, that has a very um, metropolis kind of feel it to it. It's kind of Brazil metropolis. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So it's black and white, kind of like our. More architectural. So then more architectural with an exclamation point. And now we're starting to get like uh, line drawings with rulers and erasers and uh, fountain pens stashed in this and definitely like a blueprint vibe in the background. So uh, and, and so then at the end, I, I, I'm getting toward the end here. I said, uh, <laughs> thank you. I like and, and so one of the things I one of the tricks also with this is to be complimentary and and it actually will give you better results when you ask nicely, when you throw it a bone, <laughs> when you do things like this. So I was like, thank you. I like this direction. Since this is a podcast, it should include hints of microphones, headphones, speakers, and other hi-fi stereo equipment, don't you think? And so then it comes back with, hey, Hal, 
<laughs> yeah, this is a, so there's a microphone right in the middle. There are several <laughs> microphones. There's some headphone elements. I, I like, this, I like the speakers, the, the fountain uh, pen nib. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, there's yep. some speakers some... and fountain pen nibs and all, and, and now, so now Although, we're missing, um, the eye and Mark and Arca's yeah. beak and the, the typeface here is super weird. Right. Yeah. And then it, yeah. then under there, it just says established and there's no date. <laughs> so we're is just a... established. It looks kind of like a syringe at the bottom. I don't know what. Thank you. Is. Thank you. You know, you, yeah. I was going exactly there. I'm like, why it, I mean, yeah, is I that know. is that a commentary on on our content? <laughs> that looks like scale. It's not. I. It kind of looks like a scale that's in the that's a microphone. I can't really what that is. Um, so again, here's the updated logo, and it, it talks about how it's a uh, stylized images of microphones, headphones, screws, and hi-fi stereo equipment, which is what I asked for, blended with architectural features. And then I said it needs a uh, it's better balance of architectural and audio equipment, but it should also include ideas from mid-century modernism. So mm-hmm. now we actually get a color palette. Wow. And it did spell Arcaspeak wrong again. Now it added two S's. Arcaspeak. Every time it's done it a little bit differently. And this one kind of has a little bit of a Metropolis kind of, uh, you know, Jetsons yeah. vibe to it, if I had to say something. Kind uh, of that. Yeah. So kind of that. Um, maybe Star wars in a little bit. Well, that's that, that pseudo Sputnik kind of um, patterns that there they used go. to do. Yeah. So one of my anyway, this was a patterns. fun little exercise of like logo design, but obviously you can do this for uh, all kinds of. But I mean, think about this. So think about being able to type out kind of what you're thinking and it generating, you know, some pretty, pretty decent content of just ideas that help you, you know, in a way, I mean, as again, you know, as a tool to be able to kind of like spark your imagination a little bit, think about things, you know, slightly different than the way that you, you know, were thinking about them. Sometimes if you get stuck on something, you're like, gosh, I can't think of like, you know, it's just like kind of, kind of want it to be a little bit more, you know, mid-century and kind of have this like Sputnik vibe, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, boom, you know, you type that in and it helps you generate you know ideas it doesn't generate that final product that you're going to be you know sending off to someone it generates ideas that help you get over thresholds of other ideas or the next step or the next thought so i wrote this blog post you and i talked about (laughs) this this the my experience at autodesk university in the last episode and i wrote a blog post and i included photos with everybody who'd been on my podcast who was at the show and i put their names and their company names below each one of the photos mm-hmm. and those linked to their episodes and stuff like that so what i did is i just selected all this and i copied it and pasted it into notion and okay so cormac let's say that i wanted you to write a list of every one of those guests that was in this blog post, because mm-hmm. when you post this to LinkedIn, I want you to tag all those people so that they are aware that this blog post exists and that they're mentioned right. in it. What would you do? Like how many photos? There's like 26 photos on this page. Their names are already here right. on this page. You could go and select each one, right? right? Copy, copy paste, paste it into a list. 
okay, now how could I leverage AI to do this instead? So that's what I did. At the bottom here, I just type a space and I say, um, make a list of all the people in this blog post. And you that have officially, and you have officially put out of business some poor intern, <laughs> or yes. AI is the new architectural intern. <laughs> or what you've done is you've freed up that intern to actually learn about architecture and not about list making, not about stupid things, right? Yeah, I mean that's pretty incredible, right? That's okay. Fantastic. How does it? How, I don't. There's no designation that those are names in the blog post. Mm -hmm. it, it's inferring all of that. I don't have mm -hmm. to explicitly say the first two words in every caption below every photo is the name of somebody. Right. It just grabbed all those names and threw them into a bulleted list at the bottom of the page. Now I can take that list and paste it into my LinkedIn post and link to that those tag those people very easily um i just right. thought okay wow that kind of blew my mind i didn't have to do that by hand that was really cool which you know again how long would it have taken you know somebody to do that um right. if, it, if they're billable they'd stretch it out to an hour <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> good point you totally know. right right You're so, totally right Yep. You know, two yep. seconds later, you have your list. And what we really should hope for is to people not pay attention to how quickly, you know, they can get information from us. <laughs> so I will say you would definitely want to go through and actually read these Sh names. Right. Make sure they're real people. Make sure that make the, sure they're spelled the, the list is complete. Make sure that this that it didn't flip anybody's name or do something weird with the spelling like we saw in the logo example right right but uh that that was a huge time saver and and i think again just looking at this really quickly it looks like it nailed it on the first try i didn't even have yeah. to adjust anything so pretty pretty great, phenomenal you know yeah exactly yeah. So that that's cool. One of the things that I will I'll do is like I'll, I use this um built-in field called AI summary and you can see here like it says, this document is a blog post about the author's experience at AU featuring a list of guests from the podcast and their associated links. The author mentions some omissions in the photos and expresses interest in getting photos of certain individuals in the future. And you could say, oh, that kind of sucked. Try again. But but the summary feature of AI, I think, is, is very useful. So mm -hmm. we've talked about this in the past, using it to summarize meeting minutes, come up with action items, right. uh, identify who needs to take care of those things. And again, do you need to double check all that? Yeah, you would double check it if an intern did it too, right? right? Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it is it is a great it. it's a great analogy is is treating this as your intern to who's you know your virtual assistant basically who's right. doing this stuff and and you're still responsible for the information or yeah. the images that come out sure. of it if you're gonna be using those for any purpose and there's there's way more conversation well, that needs to happen around that side of things about as well. How around quickly you can get that done. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, hey, Evan, I need you to make a list um, and do a summary 
of this blog post and make a list of all of the people that were, you know, mentioned in all of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, you ask somebody to do it, they, you know, go away, they do it. Maybe it takes a little bit longer. Maybe they get distracted. Maybe they, you know, were at the coffee machine a little too long. And then two hours later you get something and then you have to QC it. And it may be exactly the same thing as what was created in AI, but it's two hours later, whereas this is two minutes later. Um, And in the list, two seconds later. And, you know, yes, you still have to go through the QC and everything else, but it makes us more efficient to worry about, you know, we always talk about like, you know, what are the tools that make us more productive in what we want to do and let someone else or something else help us with the things that we're not really interested in doing, or we know that it's a part of our job, but it's, you know, really something that, you know, God, you know, is there a, a, a way to automate, you know, making a list of names? Well, guess what? There are. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I thought of another image one that I wanted to show you, and then we'll finish off with an audio one. Okay. So um, here's a Rhino model that I've just opened up. This was a house that I was working on, uh, a design for my parents, actually, uh, for that isn't going to happen. But what I did was I, I thought, I've been playing around with this one, and I... And, this this image generating one, but it's using my image as the base. So instead of asking right. it to come up with something from scratch, I'm going to use it to come up with something from this image. And so this is, um, we're seeing a lot of tools in this realm. There's a lot of things that are using what's called diffusion models. They're using stable diffusion where you can throw anything at it. It doesn't have to be a 3D model. It could literally be a sketch uh, it can be a very loose sketch, and you can then use that to, again, kind of ideate different surfaces, materials, lighting, mood. One of the really popular tools in the architectural space for this is called Veris, and Veris has a, a, ren- a rendering plugin for Revit, SketchUp, and Rhino. So mm-hmm. you can actually have it running right inside your application. They also have a web version and it doesn't have to plug into architectural software. So you can also get Veris, who is built by architects, uh, to, again, just by throwing images into it. So if I if I have a 3D modeling program that wasn't on that list that I just told you, say I use something completely different, if I can save images out of it, I can throw it into there and still use it. And it's it's really tailored toward architects so it's thinking about architectural materials it's thinking about um, lighting and and mood and perspective and all those things and and the one that this is i'm not going to show you varus because i don't have varus but i i did want to show you this tool called viscom and so here's that image brought into viscom and so the it's called viscom.ai v-i-z-c-o-m dot a-i and I think this is mostly aimed at people who create um, products. So if you've got um, shoes or you sell rockets or you sell cars or uh, robots or whatever it is, this is, this is always going to be using an image that you supply it 
to come up with mm-hmm. something else. I think it works really well for products, but I don't know that it works too well for uh, architecture. This is just a stock image out of Rhino using, uh, I think, Arctic mode in this case. But now let's just say I wanted to um, put this in front of a client, or maybe maybe I don't want to put it in front of a client yet. But but what are you feeling here? Like let let's well, type in something. I'm feeling like a uh, you know a um, horizontal cedar plank siding. Okay, so I'm going to say mid-century modern house with warm wood siding. Let's just start with something really basic. Okay. Now the only slider you have here, and I have the free account. I'm not, I'm not using a paid account. You can see down Mm -hmm. here below, there's the number of images. So like mid journey, you can actually get four results. If you uh, get a paid account, I'm going to get one result. And then there's different styles here. And and this has to do with, um, like I'm going to do Viscom General, which is stunning photorealistic imagery that puts the focus on your product. Volume is three-dimensional look with emphasis on depth and form. So I think this is more like what you were just talking about, right? Yeah. Which is more of a clay model or a styrofoam. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's really about looking at the shapes and not look, not really discussing materiality or anything yet. Right, right. And then there's pastel, which is gentle and soothing <coughs> color palette inspired by the <coughs> soft hues of pastel colors. So I'm going to just leave it on Viscom General for now. And the only slider we have is drawing influence. And so this is kind of like, how much margin are you giving Viscom to be creative or to stick with what you gave it? Like right now, I've set it at 50%, which means I wouldn't be surprised if some of these windows go away. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it changed the railing. In, in this deck. So we'll see what happens. Um, so the higher the slider, the more it respects what you put in. The lower the slider, the less it respects what you put in and it comes up with, with new things. So I'm just going to hit generate. Does not take long to do this. Okay, so it did vertical siding. I didn't tell it what direction to run it. I don't even know if it would respect right. it if I did. But, I mean, how long would it have taken you to come up with that rendering based on that that if you had the geometry now you've got to go find the textures maybe you have them maybe you don't right you have to apply those textures and materials to the glass the reflectivity you've got to find the background you've got to find the foreground you've got to find the entourage the trees the bushes all that kind of stuff you got to put it into place you got to set up the lighting (laughs) right no yeah that took i mean that took 20 seconds let's play with it now right so if let's just take away with warm wood siding, let's say in a grassy hillside setting at dusk. So now I'm starting to put in, I'm not just talking about the objects, right? I'm talking about the scene. Right. I did notice that it put like some side windows and some okay. other things. Yeah, check this out. It put put some weird little window down there on the side but now it's got like white plaster and it's, it's got actually has a little deck sticking out the side of the house. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it turned my chimney yeah. into kind of a chimney light pole kind of looking weird thing. <laughs> but look, there's actually interior in here now. Right. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. So this, nice this little... is, this is a fun app because again, you can literally yeah. take a picture of a, something you drew on trace throw it into here and it will it will literally turn it into a photorealistic rendering it does not have to start with this clay model 
Let me show you an example of this. I, I was playing with this with my son. This is his drawing of a supercar. Okay, this drawing is literally like two inches across. It is very tiny. You can see the thickness of He's drawing this with a mechanical pencil. The proportions yeah. of this supercar are weird, right? Super weird. Yeah. What do, what do you think it could do with this? Like, like, can it turn this into a photorealistic rendering? This was, this was the very first thing we threw into here. And this is when I started to pay attention. Because if I go through here, here's what it came up with. Incredible. It's, it's a weird, weird car, right? Weird that's not car, the, but... Like, that's not the point. It's, let exactly. me, let me, sc- <laughs> like, if I scroll down and show you different versions of this car, like, it, it is, he started to, you can actually draw things on top of this that will, it will then take those new pen strokes into consideration hmm. and use those to build the next iteration on so we put into the prompt, yellow supercar, right? Something super basic. And it came up with with mm. this oddly shaped, weirdly proportioned, very realistic looking supercar. Corvette, Lamborghini, Ferrari hybrid. Yeah, exactly. All the surfacing, like super weird hood. Guess what? Yeah. Like he had a super long weird hood too, right? He yeah. had... He had to emphasize this rear scoop, right? Yeah. There it is. Short, short rear overhang, big, massive front overhang. I mean... I, I, I'm flipping back and front between the rendering and his yeah. sketch. Check it that, out. That door notch, you know, all of that stuff is is there in, in keeping with the original sketch. And it's, it's fun. That's, that's yeah. really fun. Yeah, and I and I'm turning on and off this supercar layer on top of his yeah. sketch. What's what's weird is look at like it actually did a better job of making the the hood of the car symmetrical. It used his outer edge line right. on the hood on the left as a as a ridge in the sheet metal instead <laughs> of making that the edge of the car. Right. Which is super tricky. But the way that the glass kind of scoops down on the door on right. the top of the door. Look at that. <laughs> what? This is That's... wild. So, so Cormac, let me just, there, there's people out there who are like, this is BS. I can't believe, like, okay, so first of all, the toothpaste is out of the tube. It's never going back in. Right. 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 Exactly. The look on his face when this, okay, here's the first one that showed up, right? Without the blue and the white on it, but, because he drew on top of it. But, this is the first one that show, showed up. Look at this scoop in the back compared to his. It's exact. Look at the wing. It's exact. My son says, his brain was, was like buzzing. He, there, were short, there were sparks flying out of his ears. He said, I designed that car. <laughs> and exactly. the excitement that he had is what I want architects to feel again when they're working on a project. I want someone to get so excited when they see their creations come to life, when they get to play with their tools and get results like that. Like, I just want to see people act like a kid again when they get to do the thing that kids dream about doing when they grow up. That's what architects do. 
And we get so mangled and mired in email and spreadsheets and PDFs and details of schedules and did they send this email and did they sync to central and did they Mm -hmm. do all, and it's just like, oh my God, we're wasting. This is way more fun and interesting and creative. Yeah. How much of a blast, like if, like doing sketches and, you know, putting them into this and doing that is far more exciting than a lot of the stuff that we have to do on a daily basis. Where and I think, and I guess it's it's useful. Like I, I keep thinking, it, like like pe- there there are still the naysayers who are concerned that this is mm-hmm. going to take their job. This is not going to take your job. This is going to take away the job of somebody who doesn't do anything about it. I think right. this, if you are just literally holding a spot for a robot in the future, like I would argue that you already don't have a job. Right. If you're doing the stuff that a robot is going to do soon or later. You are literally just a placeholder for that robot. Do something creative. Do something useful. Do something inspirational to a for mm-hmm. a client. Do something. Do something that inspires the next version of the thing that you do, not the same thing, doing it again the way you've always done it. Right. I, I'm not interested in this for efficiency. I'm interested in this for like that spark. I think that is what is yeah. is so incredible about the potential of this stuff. So, uh, anyway, that that's my soapbox for that. Um, this is fun stuff. This is, and you've got to play with it for yourself. So I've given no, you some I, some destinations, but I would love to take your there. your stilt houses. You've mm-hmm. got to put those in here. Like that, should, well, we should I'm, make an episode. Let's I'm let's do an episode and let's just this. do it. Let, you just need to get some photos and like let's go in and, and play and we'll 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 put it on on youtube and people can watch it i think it would be fun just to do like a live workshop you know let's do that all right so let's let's do the last one all right so i'm gonna can, can i real quick before i jump into it can i get your permission to um create a ai cormac phelan voice sure okay that's that was the right answer yep uh, all right I'm so okay. here we go let me first talk about how I how I did this. All right, Bef- before we before we play, what Cormac an AI version of Cormac, I'm gonna tell you how I did this. So there's there's an AI service out there that that is called Eleven Labs. It's Eleven Labs all spelled out dot io, and if you go, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen again here. Okay, so you go to, to Eleven Labs. And you go to the voice lab tab and you say add generative or cloned voice. And you're just going to do instant voice cloning. This does take a paid account. I got a paid account for a month because I did an episode on AI for Troxel podcast. And I used this to create my voice for that first. And that's where I learned how to do this. It cost cost me a dollar for a month. To, to use this. I don't see myself using this after this, but I just thought it was it was a fun experiment. So you you click on that and then you can upload a sample and so you can upload audio or video. Obviously all you really need is audio, so you upload an MP3. It should be of good quality. You do need the um permission that you have all the rights and consents to upload the voice sample. So if it's yourself, mm. 
you can give yourself permission. If somebody else, you need to ask their permission. But you can see here, it says, um, sample quality is more important than quantity. Noisy samples may give bad results. Providing more than five minutes of audio brings little improvement. So I, I uploaded about three minutes of audio for you and, and me. It was not um, a big deal because we record a podcast. We have lots of audio of ourselves. <laughs> and, sure. and it really doesn't matter what you pick to send it. It, you can just pick about three, three and a half, four minutes of you talking. And, and what you're looking for is kind of a wide range of it's, it does an amazing job of capturing your tones and the different kind of traits that you show when you're speaking, right? So it's really My good at picking up on that. Yeah. And, and okay, so what's interesting is when we listen to it and and I want you to play the Cormac one and I want you to play it all the way through. It is one minute long, roughly. And I want you to listen through and, and I want you to listen in a very detailed way. I want you to listen for ands and ums. I want you to listen for pauses. I want you to listen for breaths in the speech because I don't type that in. I don't type in, take a breath here. It just puts them in. So let's listen to let's listen to Cormac. Welcome to the final Arca Speak podcast episode of 2023. Um, I just wanted to uh, you know to say thank you to all the listeners out there who have been with us all these years and through all these conversations. It's been great getting to know you, and um, thanks for showing up. It really means the world to us. Uh, 320 episodes of us architects telling tales from the trenches. Wow. I can't believe we've talked that much, you know, and before we get into this one, let me take a minute, you know, to just tell you how much I enjoy the company of my co-host, Evan Troxell. Um, you know, I really can't express in words how impactful he's been in my life uh, and career and things like that over the last 11 years of podcasting and how much he's, you know, shaped my thinking as an architect. I can't think of a better co-host to have working with me on the show. So that's it. You know, I just wanted to get that out as we we kick this off. Okay, I've said my piece. I'm I'm actually getting a little emotional, which is making me uncomfortable. I I think I might cry. So, Evan, you're going to have to take it from here. Why 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 are you shaking your head? <laughs> <laughs> why am I shaking my head? Because it got to the point where apparently Evan is typed in. You know, all of this praise that Cormac is showering upon Evan. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like I would have never said that. <laughs> that that's not the yeah. point, Karmic. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's 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 scary how mannerisms, breath tones, pauses all of all of that, all of what I'm doing right now is you know how i speak and how i talk and how when i'm talking to people it's funny because you know when i when i start talking and i get like on this like rant or tangent about something i'll talk so much or so quickly or like for so long that i will be out of breath and i'm like you know kind of like and it's ai is capturing all of that which is both 
amazing and scary at the same time. Let me show you what I wrote. So I told you I trained it on your three and a half minutes of your, I did not pay attention at all to what audio I uploaded to this thing. I just grabbed pieces from a conversation that we oh, had. I'm sure you paid a little bit of attention to, you know, <laughs> making sure I provided you with lots of praise and gratitude. Yeah, I grabbed all those pieces. No. Okay, so obviously I, I tried to think of something that would be funny. Um, so so here's what I wrote. It, it was, actually. I wrote, I wrote all this out. And you can see I even... Like I, I did have to tweak this. So you, when, when mm -hmm. it, when I wrote the word speak, it said arches, arches speak, right? And so, what am I going to do when, when that happens? I'm going to change what I wrote so that it emphasizes the word in the way that I want it to. So I wrote arca speak instead of arches speak. Um, but I wrote right. in things that I also knew are the way that you spoke. Right? So. I I've right. <laughs> I added things in there. Like I added, you know, I wrote um where was something else that I put in here that I th Oh, I I put cuz I I I edit the show. Uh, you edit the show. You know what my verbal things are. I know what yours are. And so mm -hmm. in one of the things I said uh right here I said uh I can't really express in words how impactful he's been in my life and career and things like that. Cuz you say and things like that. And so I, right. I, it's not like it's going to add that in by itself. Sure. But it did add in things by itself, right? It did add in ums. Right. It did. And it, it adds in stumbles and it adds in breaths and it adds in pauses. And so there are a few sliders in here that you can actually use when you are doing this to get different results. And they're not a lot, but... You can mm -hmm. change the stability, and so if you if you just hover over this, it says increasing variability can make speech more expressive without put varying between regenerations. Mm -hmm. So you do have to hit regenerate, and you have to wait for it. It can also lead to instabilities, and if you slide it towards more stable, it says it makes the voice more consistent between regenerations, but it can also make it sound a bit more monotone. So depending on how much variation you want in the output uh, you want to I, I tend to keep this slider more toward the left than the right because i don't i don't want monotone i don't want it to sound like you're reading something i want it to sound like it really came from you in this case i uh, enjoyed the company of my co-host evan troxel <laughs> so then we have the clarity and similarity enhancement and uh, this kind of depends on background this this is basically dependent on the quality of the recording you give it so mm -hmm. i'm toward the higher end on this one because um, i want a clear voice and i want it to be as similar to your voice as possible so on this slider right. i'm more towards the higher end and then there's style exaggeration which is it says high values are recommended if the style of the speech should be exaggerated compared to the uploaded audio so i did not want to exaggerate it really far from your right recording right and so it might be fun to play with those and see what happens um but but i you only get a certain amount Maybe of sound like a used car salesman <laughs> yeah <laughs> you only get a certain number of generations per month with with a paid account 
Um, I'm not, I don't yeah. think I'd run out, but at the same time, I don't have all day to play with this. So anyway, you can see this is what I wrote. And so, and so now you can play my file because it's basically the same thing because I thought it would only be fair if I said the nice things about you that you said about me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I did change a couple of words, but for the most part, it's the same text. And I did put in things in the text to hopefully indicate pauses like ellipses and commas, things like that. But other than that, right. like all of the timing is really based on the training data that it used that I uploaded for me. And then a couple of different words, because one of my verbal things, I say, right? quite often right. at the when yeah. we're speaking <laughs> so i added yeah. one of those in uh go ahead and play it and let's let's listen welcome to the final arca speak podcast episode of 2023 i just wanted to say thank you to all the listeners out there who have been with us all these years and through all these conversations it's been great getting to know you and thanks for showing up it really means the world to us 320 episodes of architects telling tales from the trenches and wow, I can't believe we've talked that much, right? And before we get into this one, let me take a moment to you know, just tell you how much I enjoy the company of my co-host, uh, Cormac Phelan. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, I really can't express in words how impactful he's been in my life and career over the last 11 years of podcasting and how much he's shaped my thinking as an architect. I can't think of a better co-host to have working with me on the show. So that's it. You know, I just wanted to get that out as we kick this off. So there you go. I've said my piece. I'm actually getting a little emotional, which is making me uncomfortable. And I think I might cry. So Cormac, you're going to have to take it from here. All right. So let me just say, whereas mine actually sounded a little more choked up, Yours the end. sounded, <laughs> yours sounded a little bit more like you're trying to convince yourself that the words you're saying are plausible. <laughs> it was a, it was an interesting variation, but I mean, it you know what's interesting is I mean that, that that's our voice. So if you heard that, and I didn't. We didn't preamble all this with here's some, you know, AI versions of us. Would you have known? Right. Would you would would you My, have been I, inclined to think that it might not be me? <laughs> or no, would you have just no. accepted it? I I think there are more of me mannerisms in my AI generated. Whereas yours did sound a little bit, um, I don't know, the, the first half of it actually sounded very much you. Mm. The second half of it didn't necessarily. In fact, in a way, even like the tone sounded slightly different if you listen to it. Hmm. Maybe I maybe I'm wrong. I I, I mean I, I did close my eyes and I was just kind of like trying to like really <laughs> listen. It's like, is that Evan? And it was Evan. You know the voice I'm hearing is Evan. It's just maybe because the, maybe it's the, words the writing. That were, maybe maybe it was the writing. Maybe the words that Evan was AI Evan was saying, you know, were a little unbelievable. So you know, <laughs> I just kind of 
didn't believe it. But, what do you, you mean? Know, I was actually I tearing up. I didn't I, I was... feel like I didn't feel like the emotion was there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sell it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I am not a paid voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I can understand why people went on strike. <laughs> yeah, because, right. right. Because oh my lord, that... I, there are many recordings of you and I on the internet. Cormac, uh, we we definitely should be concerned about deep fakes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if you wanted to just write an episode in AI, voice it, not video, but an audio episode. No, they they have that too. By the way, I didn't, I haven't yeah. gotten there yet, but they have that too. Oh well, yeah, it's incredible. But I mean, it's it it it's amazing. Yeah, if you were more of a writer, that this is definitely a thing that's happening on YouTube is there are people who will write a script and they don't want to speak it into a microphone and they don't want to record right. that. And so they will have a voice from Eleven Labs. It turns out if you go to like the the, the kind of standard voices that they offer, I think mm -hmm. the, the voice named Adam is pretty much the one on all the YouTube videos out there that you can really tell that are being read by an AI speech bot. Right. But um, I think it's super crazy that that somebody would rather write an entire script than just say it. But there are a lot of people who have hangups when well, they speak and they don't want to edit audio. They just want to type the text in and they just want to hit go and have it have it read it for them. And so that this is this is a thing that's happening well, all the time. Think about how say if we you know start showing a lot more video of you know, architecture or places like that, and we want to do more of a voiceover than anything else. There you go. We yeah. we could do a voiceover by basically typing up the script of exactly what we want to say, make Cormac sound a little bit smarter than he clearly, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. and so, away so we you go. type it up, Cormac, then you go to ChatGPT and you say, and write I, this better. <laughs> I was like, make me smarter. <laughs> yeah. Tone sophisticated. <laughs> yes. And then you take that, you put it into 11 labs, it says it, and there you go. You have the audio. Th and th and you literally can do the video version too. If you send it video it of you speaking, video, yeah. it, will, it will then take that and it will manipulate it into video and you'll match it up to the audio and you can have a talking head video. And then I'll throw the uh, old eyebrow up and I'll say... And if we look at the juxtaposition of the interstitial spaces as we, <laughs> yeah, it will make let me, me, let me pull out the glossary of architects and architecture here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll do a Gotta reading. Always have, and, always and, have that. An AI reading of, uh, it's of an like, speak. Yeah. A reading <laughs> by Evan Troxell. Twas the night before Christmas. And all through the house. <laughs> so one of the things I saw today when I was when I was doing this, I was having a great time doing this, by the way. It, one of the new voices on here is Santa. They actually have Santa. So you could write your own <laughs> note to your kids and play Santa's voice, download the MP3, and, and you're off to the races. A personalized well, note okay. from Santa. I'm curious because, so now it's been a while. But uh, Waze used to have, like, voices of, mm, you know, mm -hmm. different things. Like, you know, you could 
um, have your directions given to you by a boy band or whatever. Well, they at one point in time had uh, Mr. T. And it was just like, turn left, fool. You know? And, <laughs> and it was just like, you know, I'm, I, I'm curious if, like, they just, you know, did a voice over chat GPT or a, a, an AI voice of Mr. T um, to kind of like overlay onto some of these uh, just typical. I mean, they, yeah. what was interesting is like when they had that voice, they did not use like street addresses or street names and stuff. They would just say, you know, instead of saying like, you know, turn left on Woodward Avenue, they would just say, turn left, fool. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh, well, this was fun. A little show and tell episode. The final episode of 2023. I can't believe the year is done. This is uh, crazy. I know, right? And I will say I couldn't have picked a better co-host to do it with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, you should have seen the grin on my face when I heard you say the words, uh, <laughs> when your fake AI, AI voice said the word. <laughs> he loves me. He really, he really loves, loves me. me. So good. And then as you saw my reaction by hearing it, like, yeah, yeah. So good. <laughs> so self-indulgent. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for you to hear it. <laughs> I couldn't wait for the eye roll. That's so good. Uh, well, thanks, right. man. That was a good good episode. Yeah. Fun. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll see you next year. Yeah. And a great year of uh, podcasting. And thanks. Yep, it's been a thank journey. You. Have a happy new year. You too. To everyone. To all. Yes. All you listeners. Thanks.